Hi friends, this is Lisa Purdy and I'm here to talk to you about professional development. I am uniquely suited for this because I am the first ever pharmacy professional development practitioner in the U.S. My job is modeled to follow the MPD, Nursing Professional Development Practitioner. AMPD has been around for 30 years and oftentimes in hospital settings you've seen nurse educators, but if you have an MPD you know that that is way more than that. As a professional development practitioner, we cover six key areas, onboarding and orientation, competency management, education, role development, collaborative partnership, and then research evidence-based practice and quality improvement. These are known as the big six as coined by Greta Price. This season, we are to dive into all things professional development and what it looks like to build a program like this from scratch. I'll give you the information that I have as why I think this is the direction healthcare is going and how you can show a return on investment by providing a program like this in your hospital that will elevate the practice of your technicians and your pharmacists. Hey guys, today I'm actually going to go in a slightly different direction, but trust me, it'll also help you as you weigh in in how to develop someone or even yourself in the role of the pharmacy professional development practitioner. Today I want to speak to how we should be leading. Leading is a servant leader. So you might be asking why I chose to take time to discuss this. Well, if you do any kind of environmental scanning, you would know that our culture has a ginormous gap in um, empathy and anything related. And to understand how that fits in with being a leader, um, I wanted to give you two opposing views on leadership and what the outcomes can be with those two. I actually listened to Donnie Smith recently. He's a former president and CEO of Tyson Foods, and I really loved his illustration on how these two models really look. So traditional business mindsets have this idea that leaders down to team members should look like a pyramid. So at the top of the pyramid, you have the CEO. At the bottom of the pyramid, you have all the team members. They are the support of the company. They make or break the success because they're the foundation. However, they really don't know it. Instead, they believe they're replaceable. Their ideas tend to be squashed with the weight of the company to act and be a certain way. Uh, they feel likely feel micromanaged. And, and now above them are the managers. And then you have like the VPs, the president, CEO, COO. Those types of people are often at the top of the level, dictating and often suppressing those below. So this pyramid structure works with the environments where the drive of fear and pride prevail. Self-worth is found in their position. So those above fear losing their position and falling to a lower level. Why? Because they don't value those below. Instead, those above use the power um, over those below. The model is a survivor type model and based on self as the prominent factor. So companies in this, this type of style are really set up for a short-term game. Their businesses won't last long. The times have really changed and this type of thinking will have them losing people because they don't feel valued, supported, or trusted. Their team members will feel stuck and live in fear that their jobs could be taken away from them at any point. Especially with COVID in 2020, this year we can expect higher rates of turnover as people go after opportunities that uh, line up with their personal values. Many will seek jobs providing more of a work-life balance, jobs that fit their actual interests, jobs that they feel like they can do their best in. You kind of get the picture. So now let's look at a different type of model, one that actually resembles an apple tree. So stay with me on this because it may sound corny, but I trust you, it'll 
trust me, it'll land, okay? So picture a tree, the big lush leaves, the apples on the branches, the trunk of the tree, the roots, super strong. You have this in mind. If you think about the star of the show in the pyramid model, where would it be? The CEO. You put the stars on the top. Now, who is the star of an apple tree? The apple. It's an apple tree. The tree exists to make apples, right? So in a tree model, where is the CEO? In the roots. The job of a CEO would be to bring in resources to feed it. They provide direction. They provide structure. So if the tree is leaning, they need to be bringing it back to center. They support the whole process, the leaders, the stars of the shows, the apples. Okay. So where are the apples in a pyramid model? At the bottom, they're applesauce. Okay. They're crushed under the pressure. Where are apples in the apple tree? At the top. If you walk up to any apple tree and you ask the apple, what do they need? All of them will answer the same. Nothing. Think about it. One, they can't talk anyway. But two, um, the apple has sunshine, nutrients, moisture. It has all of its resource to do what it's called to do. And guess what? It tastes great too, okay? What is the chance that you go to any of the staff members in a pyramid structure and ask, what do they need? And they answer nothing. They answer, my workplace is great. My pay is great. My ideas are valued. I'm perfectly resourced. I know the job. And I know how it fits in with the organization. I have the supplies I need to do a great job. I don't need any instruction and my work output is great. Zero chance. Because in this model, it's not worried about the people or in this case, the apples. They are worried about themselves. A servant leader is driven by humility and courage and confidence. Okay, No one wants to be led by a pyramid structure. They are hungry for the leader who is humble, courageous, and all about putting you in an environment where you thrive, okay? How do you do that? This is where uh, we get to the heart of a servant leader, into their head and look at their habits. There are six things that they do, okay? And you can write this down. Show that you care. You value team members individually and you provide an environment uh, condition so that people can come and be who they were meant to be. You want to actually invest in them as and, and show them that you care about their mental well-being, okay? Their ability, even outside of work, is just as important as their work that they're doing for you because they it's all the same person, okay? If they're not healthy in one spot, they're not healthy in the other, okay? I've actually heard of a few companies change their benefit packages, especially in this last year, to lean in more on this concept. Things have been offered like unlimited PTO, sending food to families that are in lockdown due to COVID, offering schedule changes or even shorter days without limiting pay. And the employees actually responded with higher output and over 90% engagement. Now, you might be thinking I can't do um, unlimited PTO or shorter, you know, their their time that they're at the hospital or in the retail Um you know, that may not be possible for your particular environment, but there are definitely ways that you can show that you care. Okay, number two, you need to seek to understand and not make assumptions. So this is fundamental in communication. Make sure you are you have open communication, and if you see issues with an employee or a project, make sure you're asking questions first. Make sure the team members are okay and have what they need. Seek to understand, okay? Number three, you empower them. 
Effective communication coupled with empowerment enables team members to be creative and take risks that ultimately will push the role of pharmacy in healthcare. If you need reminded on what empowerment really is, make sure to check out Season 2, Episode 3, Opportunity versus Empowering. Empowering them is going to be very much a key in how you can drive their success and your success. Okay, number four, have transparency. Create a safe environment where team members can be transparent with you and you don't respond defensively, okay? Instead, ask them how you can be better, how you can serve them. Receive these comments well and and at least as well as you can and try to show their impact after. This gives them the ability to let them know that they can be confident and vulnerable so that they can shine as powerful and valuable, okay? That is huge in this world, okay? Um, we really want to be one of the types of people that drive transparency, especially knowing when you think of the different generations that are working for you. If you're able to do that, you're going to really lean in on the, the newer generations and you're going to really reframe the older generations, okay? All right, number five, be purposeful. There is something in them that gives them purpose and meaning. So be intentional about pulling that out, okay? The only way to do that is by getting to know them, okay? Not everybody is going to love certain areas of their job, right? That's true of all of us. But if you're able to really couple people in to certain things that they just really enjoy or they're really good at, you're going to really bring out a whole new level and they're going to shine and just turn on, okay? It's part of being able to really see them, okay? In order to do any of the above, it requires number six. You have to give them time. So me, most people will actually spell love, T-I-M-E, especially in this world that we live in. There is a monster size amount of lacking in truly caring for people, Empathy is hard to come by. In fact, I'm starting to see classes being formed on the subject. So take time to know your team members well so you can adequately encourage them and develop them to shine the way that they were born to be, okay? This is why I strongly believe a pharmacy professional development practitioner is needed. This person can take the time that is truly needed to support team members, provide the resources they need, direct them and come alongside them and empower them. They can take the mission, vision, and values of the organization and help all team members see their value and place and how they impact the company and your patients. They get to see crystal clear how their job is fundamental in the success of the company as a whole. So as a pharmacy professional development practitioner, I have created programs I know that will steward the environment of my team to be successful. I network, I find resources for them, I encourage their professional growth by partnering with their goals and matching them with development pathways, um, and then I get to watch them light up for the first time in years. I meet them regularly in check-ins, um, I know about their families and their hobbies, you know, I'm rounding them on them all the time to see how they're doing. I ask their opinions and then I communicate how I use their suggestions. I'm very transparent about what is working and where I'm having to try again. Because guess what? Nothing works the first time and I need to show them that I am totally comfortable and there is a safe environment to keep trying on some of this stuff. 
Okay. I continually talk about creating a culture of honor or ask how I can be serving them and I pause for real answers. Okay. Pharmacy has traditionally thought professional development is continued education. I hope that through um, listening to these podcasts that you will understand that that is so far removed now. Uh, We are beyond that. Uh, Even in my own company, I'm categorized as an educator in discussions because there really is a lack of understanding of what a true professional development practitioner can do, okay? So this is like a huge upward battle right now until we can wrap our minds around this, okay? So if you want to see real change in your company or your organization, don't leave growth and development to your HR or just continued education, okay? (laughs) Not going to work for you. Take time to be the change you want to see, okay? So show you care. Seek to understand. Empower the team. Be transparent. And be intentional about pulling out their purpose and then take time with them to do it, okay? This isn't the type of person you are. Maybe being relationship relational like isn't your natural tendency. Find someone who is, okay? Hire someone as a professional development practitioner and trust me, okay? You can work alongside them and you guys can pull on each other's strengths and it'll it'll work really well, okay? So anyway, thanks for listening in. If you like this type of content, please leave a review or click some stars. That helps other people find this podcast and hopefully help them to be inspired by all the things professional development, Okay. Feel free to reach out to me. You can find me, Lisa Purdy, at LinkedIn. Make sure to listen in next week as we impact the world of pharmacy with professional development. Bye.